What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Jesse is the very hilarious founder of all the overheard Instagram accounts. You know, overheard LA, overheard New York, overheard Bumble, so on and so forth. Like many of us, his path was unconventional and his success came after some failures. I really love what Jesse does because he has really taken an internet road less traveled. Most satirical accounts get as big as possible, start running huge ads quickly and often, and while still hilarious, they lose a little bit of heart. The overheard accounts, however, are extremely thoughtful, maintain decorum, and have very smart strategic partnerships. You can tell there is a lot of thought, a lot of hard work, and a great deal of consideration in the direction of the brand. It's truly for the love of comedy. We discuss this in depth, as well as what the deeper meaning might actually be to all the cleanses, shamans, and supplement quotes we get so much joy out of seeing on our phones every day. Enjoy. Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for emceeing my bar with that microphone. I appreciate it. Jesse's making fun of my microphone because I have like a dorky handheld. First of all, this was the most affordable microphone on Amazon and it had the foam piece on top, but Nutella ate it. What do you yeah. want me to have? The round thing that sits on the desk? I don't know. I don't, I don't have things that I need you to have. I'm just noticing that microphone's <laughs> from 1988. <laughs> and that it feels like you're about to like, sing Louis Armstrong. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're about to announce employee of the month at Nexium. I don't know. I do need to. I need to get a more professional setup. I see all these girls with podcasts with their like podcast photo and like the beautiful equipment, but that's just like thousands of dollars. Yeah, just sell some of that swag you get. People send to you. I mean, I don't think there's anything worse than selling free stuff that you're getting. I think morally, that's as low as it gets, don't you? I, I've never. I don't get a lot of free stuff, but yeah, you don't need to. Well, let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? Uh, not with who I am. Just <laughs> not, 
Just, just where the voice is from. Okay. Yeah, where the voice is from. Well, I was born in New York. My whole family are New Yorkers, but I grew up in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You fully grew up here. Yeah, since I was one. Since I was one. But we would go back to New York three times a year. I would go to like Jewish summer camp in New York. So there's strong, you know, my mom's license plate said Manhattan. So I was very strong, like New York Jew in LA roots. Well, you have a very New York vibe, which is good, which LA needs. Because everyone. Yeah, you have a sort of different part of New York vibe. Like, you know, someone coming out with a giant pan and screaming at you. <laughs> I do. I do have that vibe. <laughs> and what were you doing before you started Overheard, which is essentially a media empire at this point? Um, yeah, I've had a very colorful, untraditional life, you know? I mean, I never had like specific career goals. I'm, I'm you know, I kind of wanted to be a writer. Or I think when I was younger, I wanted to be a poet. My, you know, as cheesy as, as that sounds. My dad works with dogs, so like that was always a thing. You know, I worked at the Humane Society of New York for a year when I lived in my 20s. And I kind of just bopped around New York for a while, did odd jobs, you know, kind of like traditional douchebag life. And then I actually had a streetwear company with some friends, which was based out of Australia, which was a lot of fun and was kind of my first experience at a small business. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we had a glorious rise and a fiery crash. <laughs> what was and, it called? Uh, you don't have to called, say. It, well, I mean, it's, it's barely on the internet now, but it was like two, it was like we had it for four years, and it was it was really fun. Like it was very much. It's very similar to Overheard LA in the sense that it was all about like edginess and shit talking and cultural commentary. But um, it was awful. Like it ended. I. <laughs> I moved back to LA. I declared bankruptcy. Like, oh no, really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was brutal. Oh god. Um, and then I worked in casting for like reality, not mm-hmm. really like documentary series. I, I did that for a little while, and then I was really unhappy with my life. I was always like, man, if I had to do my life over, I would have done like comedy or advertising or something like that. But I was sort of like mourning my life very much. Mm-hmm. So. And then I started, my friends made me an Instagram account and they, it was like when the fat Jewish was big. So they called it like thin Jewish, which is like looking back super cheesy, but like, you know, and I used to just kind of like do fun stuff on there. So I would make like emoji book covers or do like Rorschach interpretations of latte art. And different mm-hmm. kind of, And then I was sitting at Erwan where I, I think you're sponsored by them and you have like your own <laughs> But um, I heard th- these two women talking and having a really stupid conversation and I, I posted it on my private account. Oh, that's how that started? Yeah, yeah. What, you, what was it? What were they saying? You'd have to scroll back like 4,000 posts. It was basically like they were shit-talking their friend Lisa who like <laughs> is obsessed with swag and like they were talking about freezing their eggs and then they were talking about like <laughs> Pitbulls, and it was just—it was like a long two-minute conversation that I compressed into a paragraph. And if yeah. anyone weren't enough, they could scroll for an hour and a half and get there. I could probably look it up for you if you really want to hear it. But um, no, I'm just—you uh, freezing eggs, pitbulls. I could look it up in one. We have a hate, hating Lisa is all makes sense to me. 
Yeah. So I just wrote it down, like literally was sitting there doing nothing. And I wrote it down. And instead of like 18 likes, I got like 38 likes. Yeah. And you were like, wait a second. Yeah. So I, I posted a few more. And then my buddy, who's a screenwriter, was like, you got to turn this into an account. And I just, like, <laughs> locked myself in, in my house for the weekend. And I kind of came up with what I thought Overheard LA was. And how long ago was that? I guess it was like four years ago, four and a half years ago. How many followers does it have now? It has 1.6 million. We have so nine crazy. Yeah. I know. Well, the craziest thing is that you do, you have the not, you have nine accounts, which nine is just. Accounts. How many accounts do you have? Do you have like nine accounts? Nine no. <laughs> no, I have like four, but it's not, they're not, it's the, they're like for fun. You know what I mean? Like my dog account is not like a serious thing. It's like when I remember to do it, I'll maybe post something but to run nine Instagram accounts that have to have like a cadence and where you need to make sure everything you're posting is okay. And now these are businesses too. I mean, it, this is like a big job. That's why I say, you know, you're running a media empire. Yeah. I don't know if it's a media empire, but it's definitely a business. And we have an amazing team who, you know, I still kind of caretake the LA account because I, I feel like that and the New York account are really like what we're about, but like mm-hmm. we just, you know, we had branded accounts with Lalabo and Bumble. We just launched an account with comments by celebs. I don't know if you know them. Yeah. So funny. Oh, that's yeah, so we great. Launched, we launched an anti-gossip journal. So it's like celebrity stories that aren't, you know, gossipy and called overheard celebs. So it's fun. Do you like alcohol? Do you like supporting women? Well, I got the best brand for you. Bev is a female-first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way that product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. In an industry that is almost exclusively masculine, Bev is breaking the norms and creating something from the female perspective that is approachable, fun, and consumer-centric. They have three varietals, a rosé, a Sauv Blanc, and a Pinot Gris as well as a limited edition extra fizzy sparkling white wine for the holidays, which I was sipping on a lot before I was pregnant. Their wines are dry, crisp, and a little fizzy, super refreshing and delicious. Here's the best part. They have zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. The cans may look cute and tiny, but each is a glass and a half of wine, perfect for when you don't want to open a bottle of wine just for yourself. A 24-pack is equal to eight bottles of wine. Their four-packs are the perfect and cutest holiday gift for everyone on your list. Bev ships straight to your door, and shipping is always free. We've worked out an exclusive deal for Everything is the Best podcast listeners. Receive 20% off your first purchase, plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night Variety Pack so you can check out all of their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash best or use code best at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash best. It's that time of year where perhaps you need to get a little something for a husband, a boyfriend, a son, a dad, a granddad, a nephew, who knows. You need some sort of athletic apparel and you don't know what to get. Well, that's why I'm here to tell you about the Legends brand, my new favorite menswear, an athletic apparel brand that is based here in Los Angeles. 
The products are high quality with all the performance features you would expect as an athlete, but a style and comfort that makes for all day wear. The products are incredibly comfortable. I already got some for Daffy Day and half of it is in my closet. The Luca short, for example, is incredibly lightweight and super breathable, and it's perfect for all of Davide's various workouts. And the new Hawthorne Tech hoodies are the softest addition to any wardrobe. I would know that from personal experience because his is hanging in my closet right now. The Hawthorne Tech hoodies and joggers are the perfect gift, and they won't break the bank. So many top athletic brands are charging $100 and more for hoodies and sweats, but the Legends hoodies and joggers are $75. The Legends brand is truly a gift. So if you visit thelegendsbrand.com slash Pia and use the promo code Pia20 to get 20% off at your next purchase, you will thank me. That's thelegendsbrand.com dot com slash Pia and use promo code Pia20, all caps, to get 20% off your next purchase. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Well, how long after you launched Overheard LA were you like, okay, this is a thing? So right away, I knew it was something, but I didn't have any understanding of the environment I was playing in. I didn't mm-hmm. understand social media. I didn't understand monetizing social media, but I knew it was like, in my mind, it was like, oh, well, maybe if we have 50,000 followers, it'll be a platform and it's good to have a platform. I could turn that into something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after doing it for like six months and we we launched an account with Lalabo, which was like a really- which is a Oh, really, that was that soon? Yeah, it was actually the second account. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which is a super niche account. And like a lot of people that follow it are like, oh yeah, fuck all your other accounts. I love that account. Or like they've never heard of it. But I think when New York worked, you know, mm-hmm. when we launched Overheard New York, I was like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's a cheesy s- sentiment. But as someone who was born in New York and lived there for 10 years, it's like when we were able to translate the followers and migrate them to another city and have... Everyone, t- everyone from LA tagging their friends in New York or London. I think that's when I realized like this community. Be- I mean, once people follow you from one zone to the other, you, you've made it because that's, you have a dedicated community there. New York is yeah, so funny too. Yeah. The New York, I think the New York one might be the best one, but the, um, it's interesting because like, we're not the biggest accounts, you know, there's people that are like, Betches or fuck Jerry or whoever that have like a lot more followers than us, but there's something unique about the the location based communities for people mm-hmm. that either live there, used to live there, have friends there, plan to live there one day. I think that's what makes it special. Well, they're also incredibly engaging. So yeah, so if you like aspire to move to LA, it's funny. Or if you have lived here, or if you currently live here, I mean, I'm. 
it's a, a part of my life to send the over the overheard LA posts to my friends. It's like a huge part of our group chats is like something because there have been so many times too where they've been sent to me or I've sent it to other people and I was like, was that you? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you're, you have a fucking keto matcha drink at Air One named after you. Like you're a walking, you're walking. Everyone's like, what ashwagandha are you using this week, Peter? Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also there's the, the submission part. Like I remember I posted just stuff I'd heard over the years for the first two or three weeks. And then we started getting, I started getting submissions and I was like, oh, this account is, I didn't I had no clue what I was doing. I was like, this account isn't ready for submissions yet. And then like <laughs> <laughs> three or four weeks in. You're I like, posted, I need so many submissions. <laughs> no, I, I just, it was, there was so much content that was like, had happened, you know, things that had happened to me and all that stuff, just like the first month. And then I posted our first submission, which was like about like a kid's yoga birthday party or something like that. (laughs) And that's when I noticed like, you know, people wanting to get on the account. Yeah. Wanting their 1.5 seconds of fame or wanting to, you know, share their experience. That's when it became a significant thing. I truly get... Not upset, but I, I'm like, oh, was that not, am I not funny to things that I've submitted that have not made it because I've not made it to overheard LA. I aspire to. I'm sure when the kid comes and I do something stupid with the kid, it'll be perfect. Like baby yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure when you're in, in Topanga and you're, they're, they're howling wolves blessing your child. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... You know, we have good taste and we have bad taste. Like there's stuff that we haven't posted that looking back is like, that's so funny. And there's stuff we don't post now because we, we do, it is a business. So, you know, it's like there's certain lines you can't cross. Yeah. So that's interesting. How do you, that was going to kind of be my next question is, um, have you gotten in quote unquote trouble for things that you've posted or are are there people who've been like, I said that, take that down. Like, have you had to deal with a lot of that? Not really. I mean, I had a rule from the beginning, which was no politics, no religion, no gossip. Great. You know what I mean? So that was Mm -hmm. like the guiding principle. Like we would get stuff where like some dude would be talking to Justin Bieber at the Beverly Hills hotel and like sending us stuff live and our attitude was my attitude was just like we're not doing that like we're here to sort of laugh at ourselves and then with the religion and politics it's just like you can't win you know like once you have mm-hmm. more than 500 followers or 1000 followers uh you can't win i mean we have done some political stuff and raised tried to raise money and support causes and stuff but in terms of and then when trump got in office of course like we've made fun of trump you know a handful of times but we try to keep it agnostic. Yeah, and you um, should. Because it feels like a trouble. safe, nice space. It doesn't, it's not, like, you know how, it's an easy road to go down to post things that are kind of sleazy and get a lot of reactions from people. But you see those accounts that were once, you know, similar to your vibe, just feed off of that grossness. And then it turns into something that's kind of really negative. Yeah, I don't think it was intentional. Like, I didn't really understand Instagram. And I, when I started the account, I had this really unearned, snobby attitude to, towards it, where I was like, I want this to be better than the account that it's on. Like, I was kind of embarrassed it was on Instagram. I mean, thank God it was on Instagram as opposed to Twitter or Facebook, because I, 
you know, would still be casting like militia men for a doctor <laughs> series on the history channel. But um, I try to be like, you know, this is better. This is curated. Like you, you read this text and your imagination is invoked. This isn't a meme account. And, you know, in some ways, I think that hindered our growth because we don't hop on trends. But in other ways, I think it made brands comfortable working with us where, of course, you know, we had a joint account with Uber for two and a half years and then the pandemic kind of washed that away. But Bumble, um, you know, so that's that, that was the Bumble of- account is so good. And that to me is such a brilliant partnership because they're very snarky. And their branding and their online presence is great. So, I mean, it's... So at what point... Okay, so you knew it was a big deal. At what point were you like, okay, I need to, like, hire people? Like, what was even, like, your first hire? Yeah, it didn't go very... I mean, it didn't go very normally. It just kind of happened. Like, Mercedes, who I think you know, Mm -hmm. who runs the Bumble account, like, she sort of helped me launch the New York account. And then once that started going, like, we got a write-up in the New York times just before that. And then it got to the point like early 2017 where I was like, I need an intern or I need help. You know, Mm -hmm. like looking back, I'm like, well, maybe I should have just like raised money and gone for it hard. But we did everything in a self-funded way and kept it really small. And that's where Bridget came along. So she was our first employee and that was probably 2017. And now we have a team of, I'd say eight. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So it's like small, but Considering what it is, it doesn't feel small. Eight's a lot of people. I mean, it's not as many Instagram accounts, but yes. I mean, we have nine Instagram accounts and eight people. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, they're capable. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid. But for many women, their fertility is a huge question mark as it was for me, for any of you who have been following my journey. That's why Modern Fertility was created. I recommend this to everyone. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with literally just a finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility only costs $159 to get the exact same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe in the future, I honestly beg you, just get this information so you can make the decision that's best for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it would cost at a doctor's office. And by the way, not a lot of doctors even like doing these tests. So go get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash Pia. So how do you split up that? Do certain people run certain accounts? And then who approves the submissions? So for years, I was a monster who wouldn't, like I would 
like we have a we had a San Francisco editor who was part time named Emily, who's like incredibly hilarious and talented, and is now full time. Um, we had an editor in London, which we actually don't have one right now. But in the old days, I was just like so strict about what would go in the accounts, and I would we'd have editors in each city, and I would have them send me the documents of submissions and all the screenshots. But now they run pretty independently. Like Mercedes runs the New York and Bumble account. Emily runs our San Francisco account. You know, I run LA. Bridget and the comments by celebs girls run the celebs account. So, you know, there, there's people that oversee it and that have been doing it for long enough where they understand the tone and they know the guardrails and, you know, they're That's not going to... amazing. Some horrible story. Yeah. <laughs> How many submissions are you guys getting a day? Well, that's a, that's a tough question. Because if you'd asked me that for like the last, any time before the plague started, I would say hundreds, but obviously people are in quarantine. So, you know, probably 50 a day. Just it's still a good amount. There's no humans interacting with other humans and they're wearing masks when they talk. So, mm-hmm. But I yeah. think you guys have good a job, a good, done a good job of pivoting. Yeah, I mean, we do other stuff in our stories and we're developing stuff via text and on TikTok. But it's definitely like when the, when the pandemic first hit, I was like, oh, we're a digital company. It's not a big deal. But then when I saw that like our actual cities were yeah. shutting down, I was like, oh, this, you know, like you can't overhear anything if nothing's happening. Yeah. Overheard uh, at home might be a good one. What's that? Overheard quarantine. We were doing that at the beginning. We would just put like home submission when people were sending in their, you know, spouses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's gotta be some good stuff in there about like workouts and food and like, I mean, I feel like everyone's going through the same. Like today, my friend was like, I was so skinny and then was so fat and then was so skinny and now I'm fat again. <laughs> like, it's like you just go through these like waves of quarantine, uh, like ups and lows, you know, highs and lows. Yeah, like the first two months of quarantine, the account, like I think the account is a cultural mirror. And like the first two months, mm-hmm. it was on fire because there was this slow shutting down of society and people being like, you know, now we'll find out what everyone's real hair color is and we'll find out who the real vegans are. Mm-hmm. You know, someone sent in one that was like, we're all cam girls now. <laughs> so, so like there was something happening there. By the time you get to like, September or November when everyone's just worn out, you know, in, in the same way that it's a cultural mirror, it's, you know, it's like we post a little less right now. We're kind of waiting, mm-hmm. you know, doing more stuff in our stories. That kind of stuff. I mean, what a weird, it's a cool, um, as a mirror, it is a cool reflection. It'll be interesting to look back on this time too. Like, cause I do like looking at accounts and how they grow and how they change over time. So it will be really interesting to see like, wow, this is like on the account. Like this is really where we were as a society in these cities. It's a very... Yeah, it, does sort of, it does function. I mean, you know, it, it obviously is in itself a little bit of a bubble. You know, it's not covering what's going on in Syria or um, in Asia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's obviously, it's making fun of a certain uh, section of society, but it does ser- serve as like a journal. Like if you go back to February right now, and you start scrolling, you will see, you know, the progression, (laughs) whatever. Uh, So where do you think, I mean, I'm sure you guys have conversations about this all the time and maybe, and obviously it's probably a little bit different now considering the times, but what are your goals 
for all the overheards? More partnerships? Or yeah, do you our, think our biggest goal was to get on this podcast? Um, <laughs> because <laughs> you know, you, you have this sort of cult status. <laughs> so no, I do not. You totally have a cult status, dude. And I kind of want to dive into it if we could stop talking about me and <laughs> talk about this <laughs> this cult status. Like, you know, Pia. Yeah, Pia. You're like really? the olive oil, you're like the olive oil cake of <laughs> Oh my god. The olive oil cake was so big this year. So thank you for that you're comparison. Like Liz's olive oil cake, <laughs> Which is um, so good, by the way. Bombassolveoilcakes.com. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We have we have big dreams. You know, we haven't done everything in the right order and had a lot of, you know, we had a few years where we were taking too much brand money and not focused on ourselves. Um, but ultimately the the goal for us is to build overheard as a you know multi-vertical content brand. So in addition to growing on Instagram, like I want to do Texas and Atlanta, you yeah. know, Berlin could be cool, Australia. You know, we want to we want to be a comedy brand that shows up via text and email, do virtual events, um, have our content and IP appear, you know, in the physical world when we return to it. So we've done some fun stuff before, like Alfred coffee sleeves or billboards, but stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then down the road, you know, maybe newsletter, podcast, TV show. I would love a proper sitcom from Overheard. Yeah, it's a tough one to crack. We just and we're, we just pitched an anthology, hmm. and it was a really good idea and really well done. But I think the anthology part, like they wanted more of a traditional show, yeah, you know, with characters. Um, and there's definitely been shows that you know you you feel like have that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're actually also pitching like an animated show right now. So we'll see. I think what's what people don't realize about Overheard, and I just know this from knowing you personally, is that, and you can see it when you compare it to other accounts. And there's like a, I can't even remember what account it is. But last night I was looking at like a meme account and realized how much like Fashion Nova ads were in there. And I was like, oh, okay. Who that was. And it didn't bother me because I was like, get your money. But all the accounts that are adjacent to overheard, you know, have just blown up into these things that are kind of, it's like expected and they all kind of blend into each other. You can very much tell that you are, are manning this project and that you're being very careful about the decisions that you're making. And it's, it's almost refreshing to see because there, it is a very easy thing to kind of, you know, go into the hamster wheel of, of internet memes and, you know, partner with big companies and just get your check and keep it moving and get as big as possible. But you've been so smart about every decision. Your team is so good and it is so streamlined and it's a very, for all intents and purposes, it is like a chic platform. It looks really nice. Your partners are elevated. It's, it's a much different animal than everything else on the internet. I yeah, I mean, it's that. definitely not that smooth. <laughs> Anyone who's ever worked with me knows it's not that smooth on on the backside. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah, you're annoying. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, when you know, when you have this child, you know, you, you can't always have perspective on it, as I, as I know you know. But yeah, we've definitely made an intentional effort 
been so, so lucky. Like the fact that we partnered with Bumble and Lalabo early on gave us the financial freedom to turn down all the cheesy shit. The fact that we had these annual yeah. partners that were like, and we were actually able to replicate our account in a way that wasn't whack, mm-hmm. you know? Like we, you know, I, that fashion of a dude called me once. He called me like a year and a half ago. Like his assistant called me. He's like, I mean, I'm not going to start doing a Persian accent right now. <laughs> like he was, he was just like, dude, 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 I'll pay you 80 grand. I'll pay you 80 grand. Like how many memes? And I was like, oh shit, this is how all those hot girls pay their bills. Like I, I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, you know, and I was like, this is just not us. Like I was like, if you let me make fun of you, I'll do it. Like if if you let us completely make fun which of looks them. good on them too. Like your yeah, partnership you know, with Le Labo, I think is really smart for Le Labo because traditionally you walk into a Le Labo store, it's kind of intimidating. It's like really aspirational, and so to get your your Le Labo stuff and to like read the card, you're almost making fun of the company a little bit. It, it right, yeah, they're an they're an incredible brand. It's like brilliant. We, we, actually, we actually do. I'll show you real quick. Oh, is it gonna? up if I move. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> like in addition to the account, we do a bunch of stuff with them and we actually make newspapers with them. Which are beautiful. Yeah. So like we make three newspapers a year. They've currently been offline only, but I think we're going to make them digital next year. I have the last one you sent me sitting on our, yeah. Our phone is killing your sense or your phone is killing your sense of smell. It's fucking hilarious. So yeah, who writes that stuff? So... Well, I mean, we like we have all these articles in there with like proper writers from the New Yorker and like some mm-hmm. of our internal team, like Mercedes and Emily are incredible writers. Sometimes I contribute, uh, friends of mine. But we, but it's it's really interesting because like, you know, it's not that well known that we do that. But it's this incredibly cool product. And then I'm like, well, what's you know, we've done newspapers before as well. We had one in LA and New York last year. I know. I made the merch for it. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. <laughs> it wasn't cashmere. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> do overheard Milan, and we can do a cashmere. <laughs> Hello, uh, but yeah. So, in the sense of us being "quote unquote" elevated, it, it, it's we, we've been lucky enough to be able to turn down, turn things down. I mean, we turned something down yesterday that's you know not an amount of money I would ever want to turn down, but it's just like. But you're really. I mean, think about it. You're turning down large amounts of money. Well, you're making these large. beautiful newspapers that, I mean, how many people realistically see those newspapers? Like how many, how many of them do you print and send out? We print 70,000. I mean, it's a small percentage of considering your following. I mean, you're, you're almost doing all of this truly for the craft and art of comedy. I mean, that's very, very nice. It's but- true. I mean, it's part. It's partly true. Because like, you could say, and I know that I've talked about this even with like Sarni. She's like, yeah, he could just be like, fucking sell this thing, and you could cut your check and you could go and chill. But you're not. You're choosing to push forward because it is your child, and you want it to be the best that it could be. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like want to see this thing that was born on Instagram and is very much part of the architecture of Instagram grow multiple tentacles and, and be around for a while. Yeah. Like I feel like Overheard has the voice of its quotes, which is sort of the voice of the city. And then we have this other editorial voice, which you'll see in our stories or in our brand stuff where it's like, 
almost like a magazine or a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And the stories I, are great. Yeah. And so, you know, I, we want to see where it goes. Like we, we have an amazing team, you know, like it's not big. It's not necessarily like, you know, we, we raised millions of dollars and hired all these like hired guns. It's people who've like found their way in. Emily, who runs, who's like our head of content now, the, the way I met her is that like Postmates, she submitted a quote and then we posted it and like eight, eight months later, Postmates had a whole campaign that whether it was coincidence or not, had about six of our posts in it. Hmm. You know, like, and, and I don't think they, they stole it or anything. I think they were maybe common topics. But she called, she DM'd me and she's like, excuse me, the quote I submitted is now in a Postmates ad. And then she ended up reconnected <laughs> and she was so funny and she started doing our San Francisco account and now she's our head of content. Can You Forex is the first non-alcoholic drink for grown-ups who care about the little things like brain function, hormone harmony, great sex, and de-stressing after an insane day. Can You Forex are stacked with the good stuff and none of the bad. Think adoptogenic herbs and mushrooms that help curb stress in the moment and over time as well as nootropics that support cognitive function like clarity, memory, and creativity. Kinuforex designed three mood-defining drinks for every occasion. It's basically the Spotify of beverages. High Road hosts an herbaceous flavor and a feeling of lifted mind and relaxed body. It's great for a social hour. I reach for a high road after a long day and add a splash of club soda or a tonic with a squeeze of lime, and it's perfect for when I'm looking for a way to kick back without the compromise. Kin Spritz is a sparkling Aperol-like brain boost without the crash or the hangover. I crack open a spritz around 4 p.m. to beat my afternoon slump and shift from work into play mode. Dream Light. This is a booze-free nightcap that tastes like an Amaro and melts away my stress. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby and wake up feeling awesome. We've worked out a special deal for the Everything is the Best podcast listeners. Receive 15% off plus free shipping on your order. Go to kinuphorics slash best or use code best at checkout to claim this deal. That's K-I-N-E-U-P-H-O-R-I-C-S dot com slash best. I have worked with some of those bigger accounts that have then turned into media companies and you see like quick employee turnover, like, oh, now we're doing these kinds of ads. And then like two seconds later, it's like, oh yeah, we're not working with them anymore. You know, it's these, <clears throat> but that's the problem with every, I mean, that's, I think that's a problem with like our like entrepreneur culture right now, like startup culture is, <clears throat> this is all new to so many people. So there are these little decisions you're making along the way that there's no book for how to do any of this, but it can crash and burn very quickly, which I'm obviously, you know, from having a failed streetwear brand. I mean, failed. Like, you know, we, we had, a yeah, was that a failure? Yeah, no, totally. Well, I'll just it say was, failed because the bankruptcy. Totally sounds... <laughs> we had a couple of good years. We were, like, we had a couple... What was it called? Uh, it was called tight knickers, like tight underwear. It was very, very strange and fun and weird. But yeah, I mean, it was a very intentional choice to try to make Overheard feel like bigger than it was. That's why I I never appear, appeared on the accounts. It's not about a person. It's about the city. And, you know, the goal, the goal is for it to be something that makes people happy every day. 
It does make me really happy. I think it's so funny. Happy they, <laughs> what, what would you say your monthly spend on supplements is right now? Zero. I'm pregnant. <laughs> I can't take all my shit anymore. I'm so like, you can't take like the bison bone. I mean, I'm drinking bone broth every morning. Yes. Also, I don't pay. I'm, I'm like, I have a lot of partnerships with people with the brands that I love. So I'm not necessarily like, but there is an Air One now in Silver Lake. How many doctors do you have on your phone from like the last 10 years? Like if you go to the D section of your phone, how many doctors? <laughs> a lot. I sent, I sent, there's a quote in here for you. I sent a picture of my boobs last night to my boob job doctor because they're getting distorted as I'm getting, they're not distorted, but they're pregnancy boobs now. And my mom, I was, I was changing and my mom walked in and she was like, Oh, your poor doctor, his, his work is ruined. (laughs) And I sent a photo of my boobs to my doctor. And I said, listen to what my mom just said to me. And he was like, Oh, don't worry. The point of getting it, you know, they'll go back. It it was, it's, it's funny. I told who is this guy? Don't worry. Your (laughs) boobs. <laughs> I wish he was Italian. No, he's great. He's Dr. Kavami. He's a great guy. But it's, I so did. Your child is destroying the work you had done. But <laughs> Not destroying, it. but it is expanding. And, you know, they are a lot. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's fine. It's like a, I'm you pregnant. Think your baby's going to carry the energy of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm going to have to get some sort of shaman to, to undo that. I've gotten, I've gotten very, I've never seen a shaman. I'm not, I'm not the, yeah, there was a moment where I had like, was having a tough time and like reached out to a shaman. Yes. I have DM'd a shaman and said like, I think I'd like to say that. um, Just the sheer volume of shamans has increased (laughs) so much in the last six years. So here's where we can really go with this conversation is like, as someone who is such an observer of the city that you're in and thinks all of this is ridiculous. Do you just think that we're all lost? I mean, I'm no different, you know? I I don't know if lost is the right word. I I definitely Like everybody just wants to feel good. I think there is a, there's definitely a searching that California, that Los Angeles, people who are searching have always come here, you know? Like Mm -hmm. John Hamm at the end of, uh, Mad Men. Mad Men. I said Mad Men. Um, <laughs> John Hamm of Raya at the, at the end of Mad Men. You know, was it Esalen in California? Like, there's definitely something to Los Angeles, to California that represents cutting edge, seeking spirituality. I mean, there have been a ton of cults here. But I don't, I don't think we're crazy. I think we're spoiled. Uh, I think this year has taught us that we're spoiled. And I also yeah. think... I mean, I'm not a religious person, but I think the lack of religion mm-hmm. um, is where you get the astrology and, you know, that weird church in Venice where the CW actor was like the head of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, this cult of celebrity, like I think a lot of the, the lack of whatever religion does in a lot of people's lives, I think in the absence of it, you know, you start worshiping money, fame. And I think, you know, th- there are people that, I don't know what the science behind Mer- Mercury and retrograde is, but I know that there are at least eight to 12 people in my life who would fucking smack me in the face if I made fun of Mercury being in retrograde. Yeah, like totally. 
that people take that really seriously. Yeah. But I mean, again, I don't, Crosby, I just fucking outed him. Erwan, Crosby from Erwan, <laughs> I never posted this post. The Erwan guy. In the first three weeks of the account, he literally looked at me and I wrote it down. I never posted it, but he's like, yeah, man, it's a tough time. Venus is in retrograde. <laughs> Venus penis. <laughs> as, if, as if Venus was affecting his dick somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, LA does have that, which is so juxtaposed by New York City, which is... No, New York has it as well. Like, but it's not the same. I feel like New York, you're like, it's... There's more of like a self-destructive... There's like a surging, but you're like at a bar and you're like walking the streets and it's... There isn't... The cities like, are different. But the different. LA-ness of it all is in every major city now. Yeah. The, the L, you know, whether it's... Kardashians or crystals or influencer lifestyle or food or some weird fitness trend, like that element of it, which feels so LA, I feel like you can find that everywhere. Like there's, there was a Kundalini, yeah. there's a Kundalini spot in Soho. Yeah. Soho has a lot of, like, I remember, like, I remember when, so random, when I did the Glossier campaign, I landed on a red eye and where we were shooting, they were like, do you I want anything? I yeah, I, like 2016? 2017? I clue of time, maybe 17. Yeah. Uh, I remember landing and going straight to the shoot and the, the guy at, at the studio was like, do you want anything? And I was like, there's no bulletproof coffee here. Is there? And he's like, yes, there is. And I was like, ah, like it's all coming. <laughs> There is a bulletproof. And how it's in, all gone. And yeah. Tribeca. <laughs> like, how it's gone. And I actually knew Emily when she was like, not, like we used to like roll in the same crew like so many years ago. She's so cool. Yeah, uh, I don't, it's, I don't it's, really know her any, anymore, but she's, it's incredible what they've built. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like every brand meeting, it's like, so we want to do something that's like the Lafayette. <laughs> It's like, it's like in Hollywood, like, you know, we really want to make this like, you know, for HBO. Like, yeah, no shit you do. No shit you do. It's not that easy. Yeah. It's not at all. Also, it's been done. So what are you going to do? It's, which I, I always think is funny because now you see like every startup brand has like its recipe and it's like all very glossy AE, but that's okay. We're all learning. I do think that the, I do think that people don't, feel good. And that's where a lot, I, I, California obviously for decades has had this soul searchy come to California, find yourself be, and, and that's, that'll always be there. But I do think more than ever, people are overworked. They're tired. Their digestion isn't working. Their brain fogged. I think a lot of that has yeah. to do with yeah. like corporate America and the side effects of all that shit. And so the, you know, the pendulum swings to the other side and it's like, yeah, I want to buy some fucking ashwagandha so I can focus yeah, more. I mean, and feel am, good. <laughs> the reality of my life is an overheard LA. Like mm -hmm. I have you know, struggled with all these weird LA symptoms. You know, I, you and I have talked about this. I've seen every, I've had fucking magnets shot into my brain. I've had, you know, I, I take supplements that are so strange and so odd. Um, yeah. My very pure Italian husband who has survived off carbs and olive oil now being here for this long is starting to feel all those weird things. Yeah, he so I think it's air and water quality as well as stress. But um, 
this year, like obviously it's, it's a cliche now to talk about how bad 2020 is or mm-hmm. was, whatever. But um, we, we did a last minute breathwork class on election eve where we had this like fancy breathwork teacher and we just kind of posted something in our story like, you know, who's going to win the election? And we got like just an insane amount of engagement. And the next slide was, are you feeling stressed? Swipe up for a free virtual, you know, swipe up for a whatever. God, how many people signed up for it? We had like three, 400 people in the class. I mean, it was a last minute thing, but it was really cool. Like it was an example to me of how Overheard can sort of be more than just an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Because there were literally 300 strangers on Zoom and this like celebrity breathwork teacher who's like normally, you know, does like Nike corporate retreats. And, and, yeah. And she was super professional, but like we were doing holotropic breathwork, which will blow your fucking brains out and totally de-stress you. But there was like people moaning and people crying and it was like all their cameras were off. And then like towards the end, I like looked in and I saw my mom, like my mom was like in the class. And I was just like, oh man. Anyway, yes, people are stressed and things like laughter, breath work, supplements, meditation, all that shit. We, we need all of it. Yeah, we do. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Do you want to list off all the accounts so people can go follow all of them? No, I've just I've always wanted to be on the Joe Rogan podcast, and this was great. This is exactly <laughs> a pleasure to meet you, Joe. Thank you. Um, what's a Joe Rogan? What's a Joe Rogan question? <laughs> we have this new account called Overheard Celebs. You can check that out. If you want. Okay, good. All right, thank you, Jesse. All right, say hi to your dogs. Bye. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.